Every great movie should seem new every time you see it. It should wipe your memory clean, leaving only uncertainty and fear behind. Welcome to the ADR Podcast. Morning, listeners. Let's begin this broadcast with the latest in celebrity news. After Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf's retirement from acting, and his little stunt at the premiere of Nymphomaniac, where he wore a bag on his head that read, I am not famous anymore, his Twitter account has consisted mainly of, I am not famous anymore, in all caps. Until late last night, that is, when he tweeted, Fame is a social construct. It is all in your head and does not exist. His tweets go on. I don't believe in fame, for I am a Scientologist. I'm sorry, children, but the fame fairy is just your parents hiding Oscars under your pillow while you sleep. And finally, When I grow up, I don't want to be famous, I don't want to be a star, I'd rather set strips of film on fire while dancing naked around a bundle of sticks symbolizing the frailty of celebrity culture, and live in the woods, killing for sport and eating all the bodies. Hashtag actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Huh, that last one was a lot longer than just 140 characters. His final tweet of the night was, oddly enough, Transformers 4, Age of Extinction, featuring dinosaurs, coming to a theater near you later this year. More on this story as it develops. Edgar Wright's 2010 film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is back in the spotlight this week. After the recent ban on wheat and wheat byproducts in Hollywood movies, the MPAA's Secret Police has called for a new edit of the film which removes Michael Sarah's line, Bread makes you fat? By law, the studio must change the line to be, Bread is made of wheat and or wheat byproducts and is therefore actually poisonous serpents and particularly evil and destructive forms of spirits? Wright called a press conference, stating that he is happy to comply with any and all secret police demands and that he prefers a slightly different cut of his film to the horrible punishments in store for those subversive filmmakers who do not comply with such regulations. The conference ended with a seance, led by Wright and frequent collaborators Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. In related news, the Coolidge Corner Theater's series of films for this month, titled Films That Make You Want to Eat a Sandwich, has been replaced with a series of PSAs about the dangers of wheat and wheat byproducts. The controversy surrounding the recent film The Lego Movie has reached a fever pitch this week. Upon the film's premiere, rumors of witchcraft and dark magic began to spread as the animation in Chris Miller and Phil Lord's movie is just too good to use only stop-motion and MPAA-approved magic. Warner Brothers has done their best to cull these rumors by glaring angrily at reporters at press events for the film, but to no avail. 
Just yesterday, a small suburb of Los Angeles was found completely deserted with several large smoking craters and thousands of Lego sculptures resembling the stick people in the Blair Witch Project strewn throughout the area. It seems that dark magic is to blame. Chris Pratt, who voiced the lead character in the successful film, was also reported to be missing for a few hours yesterday before being found at the bottom of one of the craters babbling incoherently about how he fell in the pit. Links to all these stories are available in the show notes, which you can access by standing in your kitchen, making an omelet, and waiting for a hopeless amount of spiders to devour it, and your entire family. Let's take a look at the release schedule for this weekend. The new Alfred Hitchcock film, titled Those Who Wait, is finally being released this Friday after numerous delays over the years. The production was reportedly a rocky one. Hitchcock's new prosthetic limbs, which replaced his decaying natural limbs when he was resurrected some years back, kept falling off several times a day, resulting in massive delays in the shooting schedule. Early reviews of the film seem positive, several noting that Jimmy Stewart's prosthetic limbs only fell off on camera once. This next film doesn't seem to have a pronounceable title. All that's on my paper here is a little stick figure drawing of the police torture scene from Reservoir Dogs, and it says that it stars a bagel with cream cheese as it ponders the meaning of existence and ends with a profound meditation on the American fast food industry. I don't quite understand how... Oh, wait, no, it's directed by Terrence Malick. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. It opens in limited release this weekend in New York, Los Angeles, and the minds of the select few who are chosen. Wes Anderson's Grand Budapest Hotel is finally expanding into the country in which the film takes place, Zubroka. The Zabrokan Prime Minister announced that he is incredibly excited to show the citizens of the small Eastern European country a film that does their nation justice, depicting the beautiful vistas and incredible hotel industry in the most heartwarming and accurate way since the 1960s film Journey to Zabroka 3, Revenge of the Pastry Maker's Protégé. Anderson's film, which has been quite a financial success in America, is also expanding into Luftnarp and Svitz. More on the Shia LaBeouf story. Travelers making a pilgrimage to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to visit the coordinates from the final season of AMC's Breaking Bad, have reported a strange silhouette on the horizon of the desert. It seems to resemble a dinosaur, with a paper bag over its head and a very distinctive roar. These travelers managed to capture a brief field recording which I have here in the studio. Let's take a listen. This certainly isn't the first time dinosaurs have been spotted out in the desert, though most dinosaur sightings in the vicinity of small desert communities turn out to be librarians mistaken for prehistoric creatures. However, given the strange nature of this one's roar, and the paper bag on its head, 
one can only assume that this has to do with the formerly famous actor. And now, a word from our sponsor. Darkness. Loneliness. You cling to your blanket as you do your best to hide your shame and your fear, but it does you no good. The only salvation is the glowing light. The light brings you to a place of comfort. The light brings you to a place of happiness. The light brings you to a place where you are not alone, where you are one of many, many thousands of people. You take comfort in this. You are still alone in the dark, lonely as can be, but you are happy. You are content to be lonely. You are content to be here with the light. You sit and stare at the light, and a smile comes across your face. You stare at the light for hours, letting it wash over you and consume you. And as it grows late into the night and your eyelids start to droop, you prepare yourself to do it all over again tomorrow morning. Netflix. Begin your 30-day free trial today by visiting netflix.com. Listeners, I'm just getting word that a T-Rex is destroying Los Angeles. It is bright, metallic, and shiny, and as realistic as can be. Upon its head, just as reported, is a paper bag that reads in large letters, I am not famous anymore. Upon its back, controlling the beast with a set of reins, is Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. The dinosaur can reportedly breathe fire and transform into a truck to avoid detection if necessary. Already, the beast has destroyed the Chinese theater, most of the Hollywood sign, an In-N-Out burger, and the L.A. location of the newly expanded Desert Flower Bowling Alley and Arcade Fun Complex. Listeners, I'm frightened. I'm frightened for the future of that beautiful city where celluloid makes dreams come true. I'll report back as soon as I hear more from the field, but for now, I take you to the weather. Every time.
you'll probably run and you'll probably hide, but no inside. You're always gonna be loved anyway. Even, yeah, even if you don't stay. And that's, that's okay. Listeners, the most marvelous thing has just happened. A hero showed up just minutes ago. He flew into the city with a futuristic-looking jetpack, which read Spike Jones Industries in large print on the back. He hovered close to the bagged T-Rex and called for an end to this massacre. LaBeouf took notice and called his steed to a halt and climbed down to street level to meet his adversary. It was Joaquin Phoenix. He told Shia that a public meltdown is not an acceptable way to retire from acting. LaBeouf refused to hear reason and donned armor made entirely of paper bags, including a helmet that read, as expected, I am not famous anymore, and a futuristic-looking pistol that Michael Bay fashioned for him. Joaquin Phoenix had stocked up on futuristic devices from his recent movie Her, including a large lightsaber-style weapon from a scene that was rumored to have ended up on the cutting room floor. He also instantaneously and inexplicably grew a large unkempt beard and put on sunglasses. The two duked it out in the smoldering remains of Hollywood Boulevard. Joaquin used the power of rap to disable the large metallic dinosaur and flew around on his jetpack as Shia kept missing him with his pistol. The large lightsaber-like weapon ended up slashing the admittedly weak paper bag armor, and Joaquin was victorious. Listeners, it's unknown at this point whether or not Shia LaBeouf will return to acting. Joaquin Phoenix, bless his heart, went through something similar and managed to return to Hollywood in a big way. His roles in The Master and Her were astounding. There's also a question of whether or not there will be a Hollywood for LaBeouf to go back to. He destroyed half of it on the back of one of those Transformers dinosaurs. On the bright side, Michael Bay just tweeted that he was on the scene filming everything on his iPhone, and Transformers 5, Revenge of Louis Anthony Stevens, will be out in theaters the same day as Transformers 4. Fame can take a toll on a person. Some people handle it with grace and humility, while others would rather begin a mediocre rap career, or drive a large mechanical dinosaur into Los Angeles and destroy everything he can see in an effort to prove he is no longer famous. No matter what, we must always remember that the stars are people too. They have stress and fear and hesitations and aspirations. Yet we demand so much of them. They live in a scary world where failure is just one box office bomb away. Maybe instead of tweeting angry things about a star or supporting the outrageous tabloid headlines, we can just sit back and enjoy their work, because it will make their jobs just a little easier, 
and because we love movies. Stay tuned next for a dramatic reading of your embarrassing high school Facebook statuses by George Takei. Good night, Hollywood. Good night. The ADR Podcast is not a production of Commonplace Books. It is not written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Cranor, nor is it produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of ADR is not Cecil Baldwin, but Brian Hamilton. This episode's weather was Stay a While by Ali Russo. Find out more at soundcloud.com slash Ali Russo. No interns were harmed in the making of this episode. Today's proverb, if life gives you lemons, throw them at life. See if life will make the same mistake again.